Bretto, the Brisbane Wellness Base Camp is done, but that doesn't mean it's all over because we're coming to Adelaide. Hey, Adelaide. We love Adelaide. The first Wellness Couch event in Adelaide and a very special announcement is that your mate, the great Damien Christoph, and my mate, 100 Not Out mate, is coming to join us. Oh, it's going to be a ripper. We twisted his arm. We forced him to come along. And he's great, Damo. He's always funny. Don't tell him I said that. But he's always a wealth of information as well. And people love him. He's just got a great way of getting the nutrition message across in a way that allows people to make real sustainable changes. You know, it wasn't that uh, you had to twist his arm. He had the FOMOs and not coming to Brisbane. So he's jumping (laughs) on the plane, coming over to Adelaide. It's Saturday, April 7. Two for one tickets are available with the code... I love Damo. That's 197 bucks for two tickets, less than 100 bucks per person. Saturday, April 7 in Adelaide. Damien Christoph, Kim Morrison, JP and Andy from Smashed Avocado, Brett Hill, myself. Saturday, April 7, the Wellness Base Camp. Get your two for one tickets with the code I love Damo. Bretto, see you there. See you there. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Sit back, light the fire, kick your shoes off, because it's time for That Paleo Show with your favorite caveman, Brett Hill. Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Brett Hill, and this week I'm joined by local Adelaide girl, Jessica Berenson. Um, she's 31 years old, she's a hairdresser by trade, and is currently a stay-at-home mum with a gorgeous three-year-old boy, uh, and has a husband of 15 years. Um, she's always loved food and cooking, but unfortunately wasn't cooking the right things, um, and started gaining a bit of weight, particularly after having her son. Uh, her mum encouraged her, good on your mum, encouraged her to attend the Pete Evans Seminar in Sydney, which was all about gut health, and she got inspired to change her life. She began that journey 14 months ago, and in that time, she's lost an amazing 19 kilos, and I just recently actually saw her before and after pictures on social media, and they were incredible. Looks like a totally different person. Um, but she also knows she has more energy, no longer needs to take antidepressants, sleeps better, her skin's improved. And her fibromyalgia has gone away, which is all just incredible. Um, So she's now got a Facebook page called Clean Eating with Jess, where she shares all her favorite recipes, which I'm sure lots of people will be inspired to join in. She doesn't feel deprived of flavor and no longer craves the sugary, carb-loaded, high-saturated foods she once did. So she wants to share her message with us on that paleo show, for which we're very grateful. So welcome to the show, Jessica. Thank you so much, Brett. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's great to have you on board. Looking forward to having a chat. So, tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, you said you had a love for food. Where did that come from? Oh, well, my mum's an amazing cook. She always has been. So, as soon as I moved out of home, I sort of took over the cooking with my um, then boyfriend, now husband. Um, but I really loved pasta and I loved anything sort of, you know, deep fried, a bit naughty and very decadent, but not in a good way. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I just sort of noticed in my 20s, um, I just started to slowly gain weight. I was always pretty curvy, 
Um, but it wasn't until I sort of had my son that, yeah, my weight really got out of control. And it was that I think a lot of mums can relate. You sort of describe whatever's easiest and whatever gives you that quick energy hit, you know. I was obsessed with cookies and muesli bars and, yeah, anything easy, Maccas, you know, because I could go through drive through yeah. So, yeah, it just sort of started spiralling a bit from there, really. Yeah, and it's interesting, isn't it, that we have those foods that we think of as being easy because they're so easy at the time. Yes. Um, but ultimately, I think they just make things harder, don't they? When you start thinking about what you lose in terms of energy and productivity and all those other things, you realize that it seemed like an easy approach that was saving you time, but actually probably it was costing you time. Oh, absolutely, because I really was only getting that energy hit for about half an hour and then I'd crash and then I'd be looking for more of those foods again mm. to give me that, that, that sort of brief high. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it's it's so easy, as you said, to do when you've got young children and, you know, I think you've got that level of stress in your body uh, just from, you know, lack of sleep and all those sort of things that you know, yes. we love our kids. <laughs> but, you know, the, there is an element of stress that comes with that. And, and we know that that stress response does lead to cravings of fats and sugars and, and all those unhealthy foods as well. So, it is really easy, I think, for lots of uh, lots of parents, but especially mums, to, to spiral uh, during that phase of life, I think. Oh, definitely. And I certainly did. Um, so, you know, you've mentioned a few of the foods there. What were your favorites? What did you, what was your, what was your one guilty pleasure? Probably cookies, like store-bought cookies, because they tasted good. I could literally pull one out the packet. They gave me a sugar high and yeah, I literally and, sort of just grabbed a cookie whenever. I, that was sort of my meal replacement there for and, a while. And what was, was your, what was your drug? Which one was it? Oh, chop chip. Chop like, chip cookies. D- Definitely chop chip cookies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, so your mum encouraged you to ha- attend the Pete Evans seminar. How did that go down? I know, you know, sometimes you hear these stories about mum or dad encouraging someone. I know uh, Jimmy Moore tells his story quite often, which is always quite amusing about, you know, he was constantly getting given uh, diet books by his relatives. Um, you know, how did it go down when mum suggested you go to the Pete Evans seminar? Was it done in a... Uh, in a kind, loving way or did you take it in a kind, loving way? (laughs) No, I certainly did. I mean, mum could see how unhappy I was. I had no confidence. I I hated the way I looked. I didn't know what to do about it Um, and I sort of – couldn't find that motivation but and mum's always loved Pete Evans like she's always been a huge Pete Evans fan and um, he's he's a good looking rooster so he's always popular with ladies (laughs) absolutely Um, but yeah mum said to me she bought me flights to Sydney and my sister my sister's a PT so she's very health conscious and mum said the flights are booked I've paid for the seminar and I really want you to come to this and I won't lie, initially I was like, that sounds so boring. I'm like, I'm not going to get anything from this, gut health, why does that matter? Um, I was very reluctant, but she paid for it. So I thought, all right, I'll give it a go. And it literally changed my life. And it was so yeah, you know, amazing. Prior to that point, how much of the media around Pete Evans had you been exposed to? Because like, if you <laughs> listen to the mainstream media, they'll tell you that you know, Pete Evans is a crackpot and Pete Evans shouldn't be saying what he says and he's killing kids and he's, you know, you hear all these stories in the media of, uh, you know, denigrating the amazing work that Pete Evans has done, um, including from, you know, somewhat reputable sources like the, you know, the president of the AMA will come out and say think bad Mm. things about Pete. You know, so how much of that had you been exposed to and and how did that influence you going into that? It, absolutely. I think that's why I didn't really want to go because I'd not long had my son. All I'd heard about was the whole killing babies thing, you know, with the bro- the bone yeah. broth instead of breast milk and all of those things. So 
I was a bit like, oh, no, why would I want to go listen to him? Um, but sort of since actually reading up about all of his work and that, I now get angry when people say bad things about him because I really believe in what he does and what he has to say. And I think a lot of it's just taken out of context. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's so bent and twisted. And, and, yeah. I, and I think often for um, you know, somewhat dubious purposes, you know, I, I always say, you know, you can read the same paper and they'll have one day they'll have an article bagging Pete Evans, the next day they'll have an article loving Pete Evans and, it, and it's yeah. just, they just do it for clickbait and just to get a headline and, and they're not really, you know, some people say, oh, they just don't understand the truth of the matter. I think the more to the point is they don't really care. They just want to get their clickbait and, and get people talking about it and reading their paper and buying their paper. That's right. Yep, I agree. Um, and, and, you know, that's their job. That's okay. All right. Yes. So, <laughs> you, you went along to the Pete Evans seminar. Um, do you remember – what were your take-homes? Like, what do you, actually, I should ask first. This wasn't the uh, the Paleo Way Tour that I spoke at in Sydney, was it? No, was this was that. the gut, gut Health Seminar. So, you had Luke Hines there, Helen Patteron, the um, nice. naturopath. She nice. was there and she was amazing. Yeah. Um, a lot of things she said really resonated with me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've since started following her um, on social media because I love what she stands for. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was mainly just learning about how important gut health is and about our gut microbiome and – all of these things I'd never even thought mattered and it just all made sense. I just was like, wow, this is something that, you know, really means a lot to me. And I left feeling really guilty about what I'd actually put my body through when I thought about it. And I thought, how has it even been functioning hmm. at all with the, the foods I'd been putting in there? So, yeah, I actually felt a bit guilty. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting how our mind plays with us like that, isn't it? Well, yeah. you, know, you, you got some good people there, you know, Helen and Pete and Luke are absolute legends. We've got, mm. Helen's actually going to be joining us at our wellness base camp in Kiama. Oh, um, In just a few weeks, or in, in June, I think it is. Uh, so, not too far away. So, um, she's amazing. She's just a wealth of information and just a, a beautiful, kind soul as well. Yes. So, um, I'm, yeah, I'm not surprised that you're inspired by her. So, Tell us what then happened when you came home. What did you change first and how did you go about it and what did you notice? Well, I literally threw myself in the deep end. I come home and I eliminated all gluten and grains, all refined sugar. I cut back on dairy. I sort of still had a little bit of milk here and there, and um, but I did certainly significantly cut it back because um, I was a bit of a cheeseaholic. So I did certainly taper that off a bit, um, but I really threw myself in the deep end. And I did sort of feel a few withdrawals to start with, you know, I think especially the sugar. I think that was my body went into a little bit of shock, but it was it was bearable. You know, I felt a little bit headachey and a bit average for a few days, but it passed surprisingly quickly. Um, and once I'd gotten over that, I just didn't crave it anymore. It was amazing. Like I literally went from wanting it all the time to just not even caring if I never had it again. It's fascinating, so, isn't it? Yeah, it was amazing. So my body just got used to functioning without it and it functioned better. Um, I had more energy. I think the biggest thing I noticed, especially with the gluten and the grains, is I wasn't bloated anymore. I think I'd mm. accepted that bloating was just normal. That was just something you had to put up with. But you don't like as soon as I cut that out I suddenly had this flatter tummy and I felt more comfortable and that was probably the best thing about it I think and um, so yeah haven't missed gluten at all so how did hubby go with this change was were you, was he eating the same stuff or were you cooking separate meals he was like similar things so if you know he still really wanted to enjoy the odd burger and things like that so you know, if I was, if he wanted to have a burger one night, I would just make up, you know, the mince patties and I would just have the patty with some salad, whereas yeah. he would have the bun around it. So I sort of, 
made it so it wasn't like I was cooking two completely separate meals, yeah. but still allowing him to have the odd treat. But he still um, lost quite a bit of weight as well. So he, you know, got a lot out of it. And i got to say he was super supportive of it, you know, nice. really um, encouraged me to keep going. Well, and I'm betty glad he did. I bet he's glad yes. he did because he's kind of got this different wife now to what he oh, had before, abs- right? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and obviously, in terms of you know not just appearance, but in terms of like you said, more energy, better moods, yeah. you know, all of those uh, flow-on effects. I think uh, everyone's winning this game. So, how is yeah. uh, how much has he embraced it since that time? You know, does he now? Uh, does he still have the bun on the burger, or has he gone he- to the whole hog as well? <laughs> No, he does. Like I, you know, I wish that he would go the full amount with me, but no, he's he definitely eats a lot better. But he does still, you know, have the odd treat here and there. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm de- certainly proud that he's at least embraced some of it, you know. Yeah. But yes, right. he and still so, has the odd one. <laughs> and so tell us about how that goes for you, because that's always an interesting prospect as well. If you know, like I always say to people, look, my entire willpower exists at the level of the supermarket, like. If it comes mm. into my house, it pretty much yes. gets consumed. So, I, I would find it challenging having someone in my house who is eating other stuff uh, yeah. because, you know, I would then want to eat that stuff too. How does that go for you? I, I must say, like, I thought it was going to be tricky, but I think because I don't crave those things anymore, I'm not really bothered. And sometimes I'll watch him eat something and I'll think, oh, no, like, the poor bug's in your tummy, you know, and I often say that to him. <laughs> I'm like, you shouldn't be eating that. So... I'm really not tempted. Like, I'm quite happy that, you know, he's doing that. And if he wants to, it's his body, that's fine. But I don't want to. Great. Um, so, so far, so good. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I think when you're getting the sort of results you're getting and, and such massive change in such a short period of time, you know, we were talking off air and I was saying, this is incredible you've had such a massive change in such a short period of time. And you were suggesting that other people have said to you, that's a long time. And I just yeah. I find that incredible. It's such a, a symptom of the society we live in, isn't it? When we can think that totally changing your life around in 14 months is a long time. That's right. But I do see that on a lot of the social media mum groups where they come on and say, oh, I want to lose weight. And, you know, and I sort of talk about this option, but I, I get the, you know, the impression a lot of them want to pop a pill, you know, to suppress their appetite or they want to have meal replacement shakes because it's a lot quicker. But it's not something that's sustainable, you know. Mm. That's you need to change your lifestyle so it's something that you can continue forever. Otherwise, as soon as you stop taking those pills or stop drinking those shakes, you just gain it all again. You've you've sort of learned yeah. nothing. It's um, kind of the so I try of insanity, to insanity, isn't it? Doing the same yeah. thing over and over again and expecting different results. That's right. That's right. So it's got to be a lifestyle change, not just a fad diet, like a quick fix. Yeah. And, and that's so, sort of what I yeah try to explain to people. And, and so, how do you explain that to people? Because I think that's a really important concept for people to get. But it can be a really hard concept to get. I think. And when you are, when you are in that position where you're feel you're not feeling happy about your body and you're feeling tired and maybe you are feeling depressed, then you know being able to make those big changes can sometimes seem very overwhelming. Uh, which I think is why people are, are you know move towards trying to find a a quick fix and a simple option. Mm. So, you know, if you try and sort of go back, I guess, to when you were in that position yourself, you know, how how do you make that transition? How do you make that shift? Well, what I say to people, and I believe it's what led to my success, is I sort of changed my mindset to wanting to be thin to wanting to be healthy. And I honestly believe that's how I succeeded because I sort of after going to this seminar and learning about health and how important it is, and, and I left there going, I want to be the healthiest person I can be. I want to be around long enough to see my great-grandchildren. Like I 
I really, yeah. really wanted it to be about health rather than being thin. And, and yeah, the weight loss was just this awesome added bonus, I guess. And so I try to say to people, it's got to be more than just being skinny. You know, you need to want it more than that. It's yeah. got to be about health and loving your body. And, and I think it needs to go even beyond health. And I think you've touched on it already and I think you get this. But I think, you know, for some people, they say, well, I just want to get healthy. And it's like, yeah, but why? Like, what's health yes. get you? You know, what, what's yeah. the point of it? You know, so, you know, I often talk about wanting to be capable. You know, for me, it's yeah. about, well, I want to be capable of doing all the things I love doing. I want to be able to do CrossFit. I want to be able to play cricket. I want to get be able to play full out with my kids. I want to be able to go hiking and rock climbing and, you know, canoeing or, you know, whatever it is that I decide I want to do on that given day. You know, I, I love being able to experience all of those adventures. And so, that's what health gives me, you know, and health allows yes. me to have that quality time with the kids. And and I think it's much more about what it gives you rather than just the concept of being healthy. Mm, yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Um, so, so, I think then it comes back to being able to, you know, to be able to identify that and figure out what that is. So, it sounds like for you, it was the, the family was a really big driver for you. It really was because it was sort of around the time my son was becoming mobile. He was learning to walk and I sort of, I'd go to the park with him and I couldn't be bothered sort of chasing him around and playing with him because you know when you're when you're sort of carrying a bit of extra weight everything's a bit harder and you've got less energy and and I wanted to be able to run around with him and and have that energy and and get involved and that's what I've noticed now you know I do have you know this newfound energy and I love doing all of those things with him so yeah that was sort of what it was I think it was my son really just wanting yeah. to be around and be be the healthiest version of myself for him really that motivated me and, and I think that's the case for so many of us and, and I certainly find that with myself as well so tell us a little about then what does a day in the life of Jessica look like now <laughs> um yeah I'm as I said I'm a stay-at-home mum but obviously still kept very very busy um I I sort of take a lot of um, pride in my, you know, when I go shopping and I do my meal prep for the week and I find that sort of meal prepping is a great way to stay on track and I have my menu and, you know, I sort of buy in bulk from the butcher and portion it all out for the week and freeze what I need to freeze and things like that. Um, Yeah, so I I understand that for some women particularly who maybe do work full-time, it is a little bit harder but, you know, if they can just take that bit of time on maybe a Sunday afternoon, to just get organized for the week, it makes a huge difference because if you're unorganized, that's when you start reaching for those quick, easy um, meals that really aren't good for you. Um, so, yeah, I sort of and, – and obviously my page, I'm very passionate about that at the moment. So, I'm always trying to come up with new recipes and um, brainstorm things like that. So, yeah, and um, obviously my son keeps me busy. <laughs> yeah. Keeps absolutely. me on my toes. He's nearly three, so. <laughs> yeah. And so um- – your son, um, he's now, I'm guessing, eating solids now? Yeah, absolutely. And he so eats a lot, yes. And so what sort of stuff yes. are you feeding him? <laughs> um, well, I've, even before I started all of this, um, I was very strict with sort of what I fed him. I never sort of gave him the store-bought baby foods. I've always made his food from scratch. But he he still has, like he loves cheese and I still allow him to have sort of things like that, but he's, he's not to have sugar. We don't have refined sugar available for him. I'm very, very um, sort of strict about that. But he loves chia puddings. He loves flaxseed porridge. Um, he's, yeah, he's he's amazing. He loves his berries. And we're sort of starting to try and introduce a few more veggies because being a three-year-old, he's, you know, he doesn't really love the veggies, but yeah. he's getting better. You, you know, you just put them in front of them every night and eventually they get curious. <laughs> Absolutely. 
but yeah, he, he eats really well. Yeah. Great. Well, you know, obviously I've got an ebook called Nourish Without Nagging that you can get off of my website at drbretthill.com. Oh, and uh, that's all about how to get your kids to love eating healthy food. And, and that's one of the things I talk about is just the fact that you just got to keep trying because they change. Yeah, that's you know, right. And they might hate it one day, and but then one day they just go, do you know what? I like that now. <laughs> and so exactly. it's, it's that persistence. <laughs> and, and even when you think you've got it right and they start eating it, then you know a couple of months later they'll change their mind and decide they don't like it again and that's okay too. So um, yeah, that's definitely one for people to check out. So, um, and, and what are some of your favorite go-to recipes, Jessica? My favorite go-to recipes, I love, I love curry. I'd have to say I really do love curries mm. and I've sort of embraced, you know, now obviously just with the coconut cream and, and your own spices, you know, I used to buy everything in a jar and think that that was what a curry was. Yeah. Um, but I do absolutely love curry with cauliflower rice. I was going to ask about that. So, right, oh, tell us about the cauliflower, cauliflower rice because everyone seems to have a slightly different idea of how the best way to prepare cauliflower rice is. So, how do you do yours? I love pan frying mine, so I love to get a little bit of color on it. So I prefer that over sort of steaming it because um, I find it goes a bit mushy. So I tend to pan fry mine in a bit of coconut oil, just a bit of salt and pepper, and that's it really. It's so, so easy. So basically you grate the cauliflower into a pan, yes. a little bit of yep. coconut oil, brown it a little bit, and that's yep. it. Put it aside and, and that's ready it. To go. It is so easy. Like and when cauliflower is sort of – yeah. When cauliflower is cheap, I buy them in bulk. I come home and I use my food processor and I portion it all out into bags and I freeze it because I find raw cauliflower rice freezes really well. Um, So then I just literally pull a bag out and, yeah, it's so easy. And it tastes so much better than normal rice. It's actually got flavor. I love it. All right. I'm going to do more cauliflower rice. You've inspired me now. You've got to get on it. (laughs) I'm going to do it. I never usually do much cauliflower rice, but I'm going to have to give it a go and – Get the kids into it. See how they go as well. They're, yeah. they're not they're big on the yep. spices and the curries, so we're working on that. That'll and be that's uh, it. that'll be fun. They've for got them. to be kid friendly. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want to get too spicy. I, I can remember no. distinctly as a child the first time my mum tried to make me a curry, and uh, she'd worked, slaved away and she'd made it, and she was on I think some sort of weird diet at the time, so she wasn't eating it, and uh, so she put it down in front of me and. And I sort of started trying to eat it and it was really hot. And I was like, mom, this is really hot. And she's like, I'm trying something different. Just eat it. <laughs> I was like, okay. And, uh, and I later, as we went on, I sort of said, no, this is really hot. Like I'm really struggling. And we realized that she'd put in a tablespoon of curry instead of a teaspoon <gasps> of curry. <laughs> so oh. it was just like blowing my head off. <laughs> anyway, so don't do that to your kids, people. You would have had just, sweat pouring off of I you. I did, I did, and like, and we were very much like a simple food, you know, meat and three veg kind of family. Yeah. So we didn't really eat anything spicy as a general rule, which I think was why she was miffed that she'd tried something different and hadn't. That's know, right. Hadn't been eaten, but um, oh, no. <laughs> just uh, just a yeah, word of warning for everyone. Yes. Yeah. Well, this is great. So, tell us about your Clean Eating with Jess uh, Facebook page. You're obviously now sharing your story with lots of people. Um, How did that come about and how's it been received? Well, it was actually my family and my friends that were like, you need to get these recipes out there because I think when they all started seeing what I, you know, the difference with my weight and my mood and everything, they were asking for my recipes. Um, And the more and more that people ask, I thought, "Mm, why don't I just sort of put this somewhere that people can, you know, as a quick reference. And I figured Facebook's the best way to do it. Everyone's got a Facebook page. Um, And and when I launched it, I didn't expect it to sort of, yeah, get as much attention as it has. I think I've got about 1,300 people on there now and it's still growing. Um, And I love it. I absolutely love it. So, 
people, I think, love seeing the before and afters because they can see the actual results, that thing, you know, that you really can lose weight and you can improve your health. And I just add the odd few tips here and there about, you know, things that I've done to help, about fermented foods because I love kombucha and sauerkraut and kefir and all of those things. Um, yeah, and literally any time I come up with a new recipe, I put it on there or sometimes it might be a recipe I've tried of Pete's or Luke Hines and I'll put that up to sort of say, hey, I've tried it, it's great, give it a go. And I think, yeah, so far it's been really well received. I get a lot of great comments. Yeah, so, so let's talk about these recipes because obviously, well, not obviously, but you know, I'm someone who has to follow a recipe. Like I can't just create my own recipe from scratch. I wouldn't even know where to start. So who did you start with? to start with and how did you go about creating your own recipes it was literally trial and error with a lot of them it was things that I used to love eating um, but I was like well I can't that doesn't you know suit what my lifestyle now so I need to change it I need to alter it a bit to you know suit what I'm eating now and it was a lot of trial and error I I get mistakes I have things that don't work out you know they're a huge flop and so I go all right well that didn't work I'll try it slightly different next time share with us a couple of your biggest flops (laughs) oh in the past when I've tried to make things like um like muffins you know like your, your typical sort of sweet muffins and they collapse or they're you know as hard as a rock and you can barely bite into them and I find baking is a little bit tricky like coming up with like yeah baked um, recipes because they yeah. have to be so perfect or I mean, they don't work. I, I reckon we've all done the one where we use just that little bit too much coconut flour and you yes. end up just dried yes. now. Oh yeah oh. and that's the problem with coconut flour there's a fine line. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely so I do try to sort of stick with more so just you know your main meals of an evening but I love sweet things as well. So I do, um, I've, you know, put up recently a really yummy chocolate mousse recipe that's great. And um, just this last week, for some reason, I had a weird craving for arancini balls. And so yesterday I popped up a recipe where I use quinoa instead of rice and coated it in almond meal rather than breadcrumbs. And oh, they were delicious. Oh. So Amazing. it's just, yeah, I tend to sort of just take what I loved, you know, a couple of years ago and I just tweak it to suit, you know, the way I'm eating now. And most of them are a success, but as I said, there's a few fails. <laughs> and so what's next for you, Jess? Is this going to become, um, you know, a big part of your life? Do you see yourself, you know, setting up a website, maybe writing a cookbook, those sort of things in the future? Absolutely. Well, New Year's Eve just gone. I sort of set my, you know, my New Year's resolution. My goal was that I wanted to put out a recipe book this year. So that's definitely what I want to try and do. Um, And yeah, I think I need to move to a website now because the page has gotten quite big. And yeah, I sort of, you know, I'm toying with the idea of possibly sort of maybe studying nutrition and getting into that a bit more because I just love everything about it. Um, So I'd love to yeah, possibly look at, a, you know, uni. Um, but it's sort of, you know, when you're a mum, you think, oh, God, have I got time for that? But, yeah. hey, anything's possible. <laughs> it is. And I tell you what, you never know where it'll go. You know, I was just speaking to Joe Witten the other weekend at our yes. wellness base camp in Brisbane. Um, I was just speaking to Nicolene Riddle during the week from Skinny Mixers. And, you know, I mean, they're very similar stories. They've just started out as mums who are, you know, wanting to cook healthy food for their family and, and have just, uh, you know, morphed into these amazing just empires with followers yeah. and cookbooks and, and podcasts and all sorts of things. It's it's amazing where it can go, Jess. So um, it's exciting to be at the start of that journey with you. And, yes, uh, and I look forward you. to seeing where it goes next and, uh, you know, getting you back on when your cookbook gets released and having a bit of a chat about that would be lots of fun. 
Wonderful, wonderful. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on and having a chat with us today, Jess. Um, for people who want to find you, as you said, Facebook is the best spot to go and it's facebook.com forward slash clean eating with Jess. Um, and they can find out all about you there and no doubt ask questions and, and find out more information and find all your recipes as well. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Jess. And for everyone else, until next week, join the conversation on Facebook. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Join our newsletter list at thatpaleoshow.com and let's help grow the paleo tribe worldwide. Join us next week on That Paleo Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.